Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 551 podcast. I'm Wes Berdine. This is a special midweek edition where um, I have a few interviews over the next few weeks that I'll kind of be releasing. I'm trying to kind of talk to people involved in Minnesota soccer that uh, in the parts of it that I don't usually encounter, mostly that's that's youth soccer. I, I tend to not run into it that much just because it's it's a whole extra world. This week, I have Mario Wimberly, who is involved with TC Soul Soccer. And um, I won't uh, give further introduction because I'll, I'll have him do it. But I want to say thank you to everyone for supporting this podcast. Thank you for listening. Please uh, share it and, and whatever. Um, and uh, we'll see you hopefully soon. Pleased to be joined by Mario Wimberly. He is the Chief Visionary Officer at TC Soul Futsal. Uh, Mario, thank you for joining me. Yes, Wes, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan of your work and your platform. Definitely keep it in rotation and everything you're doing for the game with uh, 55 One. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks. I'm I'm disappointed that you and I, I don't think I've ever met in person, but um, several people um, including our, our uh, co-host on this podcast, Rodrigo Sanchez Tevaria, have been telling me that that we need to talk to you and that um, you are just a fantastic dude. So, so that's why we're oh. here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's lots of parts of Twin Cities, Minnesota soccer that I, I just don't interact with, and I know that they're they're big. And so this is great to just hear from from you. And I'm, I'm talking to a few other people just to like expand my horizon and figure out what's going on in the, the world of, of Minnesota soccer. So l- let me start by just asking you w- about your background. Where, where and how did you discover soccer? Um, so, yeah, um, I'm a Minnesota kid, Minnesota guy. Um, been playing in the youth structure program since the mid-'80s. Uh, was when I first entered, maybe around 86 as a youth player. Played for many of the clubs around town, uh, probably more than I should have, but but I'm um, looking for that that perfect fit. Um, so so started playing youth youth soccer in Minnesota back then. Uh, played in the ODP system here in the early '90s to the mid '90s. Um, played high school soccer at Washburn High School in the early and mid '90s, and then I went on to play soccer at Howard University. Um, part of that historic program, if you follow the college game, mm-hmm. the run that they made here or that, that they made in the '70s and '80s, um, late '80s, and the uh, national championship run. So, so been around the game for a while as a player and my playing days pretty much ended there. And then, um, I got into coaching after I had a couple kids got into coaching at the rec level and then the club level and then TC soul. So been around the game for a while. Um, when you were at Howard, so currently the head coach is, is Philip Zhao, but, um, who, who was the head coach when you were there? Um, coach Keith Tucker and okay. coach Landy, uh, rest in peace to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when, so, you know, in that kind of change over the years from being kind of, I mean, like you said, all, all these different groups, the ODP system and then Howard university, um, what has that change done for your perspective on, on soccer over the years now, kind of coming back to it as an adult, um, with, with kids, uh, th- th- there's a lot of different ways you interact with the game there now. What, what's that change been like? 
Oh, that's a great question. I think the game itself has changed quite a bit. Um, just in, if we're talking about from a developmental standpoint, uh, my first coach was a, you know, was a parent coach, which is fine, but I don't even think that my first coach had much playing experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the coaching, I think has improved quite a bit. The game has played different. I think, I think players now are far more technical, you know, the foundation stages were giving kids a better technical base to, to keep them playing the game longer. Um, for me, being an African-American kid playing in the 80s and 90s, uh, I had some, some challenges that a lot of my, my teammates didn't have. Um, and I think there's a lot more support for kids um, who, who are in spaces that, where they don't see people that look like them. Yeah. Um, so for me, growing up playing in Minnesota, I, I usually was one of probably the only black kid on my team at the time. Um, and, you know, I didn't have, have many uh, black coaches. Um, and then going to play at Howard University, where the, where the optics are a bit different and, and my whole team was black and kids from the Caribbean and, you know, different parts of the world. So it gave me a broad perspective and really let me know that this game is the best game in the world because everyone plays and it's for everyone. So, so I, I, w- I wouldn't trade my experience for anything. Did you have any black coaches before Howard? You know, I did have one, um, my coach Denzel Liu. He was at St. Thomas for a long time. Um, I actually played with his son as well, Mike Lou, very good coach. Um, so, you know, those those kind of experiences, on, uh, you know, it's good when you have a coach who can kind of understand some of the things you're going through um, on and off the pitch. But, um, you know, I was fortunate to have to have one. Um, and then, like I said, as I went on to Howard, you know, um, that the whole staff there was uh, mm-hmm. was a black staff. Yeah. You are part. Um, you were so I mentioned you're the chief visionary officer of TC Soul Futsal. T- can you tell me about that? Yeah. So TC Soul Futsal is a grassroots futsal organization that we started almost three years ago now. And and uh, the reason that we started it was really for you know all kids to have access to the game. Um, like I said, it, it's grassroots. So you know we focus on mentoring and coaching youth players through futsal utilizing um, what we call our four core principles, which are development. And that's as far as in the game as a player and also as a person, um, because clearly we want to, we want to help produce or help, help develop um, good people in the world. We, we always need more of those. So development is one. The other one is fun. Um, if kids aren't having fun, the learning stops. So I think sometimes as we get into these competitive, competitive environments, especially the younger ages, Sometimes we lose focus as grownups that if this game is not fun, then then kids aren't going to want to play. Um, the third one is accessibility. Huge for me. Um, uh, part of me growing up, I, I noticed um, that the game wasn't as accessible to everyone as it should be, in my opinion. Um, you know, my mom did everything she could uh, on, on the money that she made at the time, which wasn't a lot to make sure that I could play the game. And I did have some clubs and some people that, that helped uh, chip in. So I think accessibility is a big piece for us. And then the last one is community. Uh, we have many, many kids from many different areas, different socioeconomic backgrounds. So, so we always like to, to be more than just a, a, a club or an organization that focuses on playing. We, we know like we, we're currently involved in a lot of things that are off the courts. Um, that we're pretty proud of. So those are our four core principles at TC Soul. And then what what we've done in the past years, um, we've been involved in the U10, U12, and U14 age groups. 
So primarily we deal with the foundation, um, the foundation ages mm-hmm. and a little bit of the formation ages, but primarily foundation. So we, we've had kids from as young as six, seven, six or seven, all the way up to 13 years old. And um, we usually play in a lot of the local Hispanic leagues in the city um, to kind of, you know, um, get, get, get some good competition there and um, expose some of our families to, you know, to, to the grassroots side of things. And uh, another thing that we've been proud of is our cost-free clinics that we started about two years ago. And those have been primarily um, in North Minneapolis. So that's, 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 a, that's a short overview of kind of the things that we do at TC Soul. So I, want, I do want to ask you about the, those clinics. Um, but maybe, maybe first, you, you're kind of um, getting to some of this, but um, what's the philosophy that, that you have there that, that kind of is running through this um, idea of, you know, obviously you're teaching kids the basic mechanics of playing, you're, you're putting together teams, you're competing, but then you're, you know, it's quite clear you're talking about community outreach and that. What's the underlying philosophy of, of what soccer is and what soccer allows you to do that, that kind of brings those two together? Um, if I'm understanding your question correctly, I, I think, um, you know, the game, like I said before, is, is really a uniter. Um, for me, and it's it's a way just to bring people together. So that's the you know we 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 love the game, mm-hmm. but 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 we can always use it as a tool to do other things. Mm-hmm. If if that's what you're asking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, that's basically it. You know, I feel like I run into that basic philosophy in different ways um, of you know whether it's the um, Minnesota United supporters groups who kind of then do charity work of of kind of marshalling that energy toward other things but it it seems like you're making also a a more concerted effort to do that in other ways of of how you bring people together as well in in terms of creating um, teams bringing together teams of families and kids who are from different backgrounds and kind of putting them together and that seems like another different aspect of community that um that's a that's a part of it yeah, I would agree. Uh, great observation. I think that, for instance, um, a lot of the friends that I have who have been great um, um, in helping with things that we're doing at um, to TC Soul are people that I met when I was when I was a kid who are from communities that you know that I didn't live in, and I never would have met those 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 kids which are who are now adults if we didn't play the game. Yeah. So um, you know, for instance, in in our program. We have kids. We have kids that are, you know, from North Minneapolis, from St. Paul, from um, the North suburbs, from the South suburbs, and it's. I think it's just a, a great life experience to play this game and meet people who you may have never met um, if you didn't play the game. So that's that's always the beauty of our game. And this is really not a knock on any other sport, but but um, what other sport do do we see that that really has the power to do that on such a a, a large scale. I, I don't, I, I really can't name any other ones. Um, and I'm biased clearly, but, um, you know, that, that's the, that's the beauty of our game. I mean, if you, if you watch at the international level, you have teams playing each other and no one on the, on the pitch or the court can understand each other's language, but the language of the game is, is about, you know, competing and bringing people together. So, so we always try to stay, stay in that lane. Yeah. But I, I guess, you know, it's not always done that way. And I, that's why I, I like, um, talking to to people like you and looking at programs like TC Soul because 
you know, we can say it's this international game and it brings all these people together. And then you look around at a lot of these teams and it looks like it's not bringing people together. It looks like another <laughs> way to segregate us. And, and, and really like, you know, uh, my kids are, my kids are six, right? So they're, they're only starting to, we're starting to look at where we're going to have them uh, play if they even want to play. And, um, and really it's, it's about kind of thinking, all right, what kind of environment do I want to expose these kids to? Um, and, you know, my kids are not, they're my children, so they're not going to be athletic at all, but at least I want them to play. But, so well, <laughs> that's well, about me. I, I want to learn more about you. Um, well, I noticed, I, I, oh, sorry. I just want to say, I just want to commend you for that because parent education is another thing. So I think parents, they, they should take a more active role if they can and think about things other than, um, you know, back in my day, it was like, hey, sign you up. You want to mm -hmm. play? There's that. Yep. Um you know, no, you know, my mom was the best, but I don't think she thought too much about, hey, what is this environment going to be yeah. like for a young kid? Um, so I, I commend you for for thinking about those things in advance, because it, it is important. We're still deal dealing with children. You know, they haven't they're still developing. Um, environment is key for, for you know, for, for development. So yeah. I think that's an important piece as well. So, like I said, we make a concerted effort to be about trying to get everyone involved in the game because, there's a big socioeconomic um, divide in the game, and um, we we have some some solutions that that we that we can talk about hopefully here in yeah. a little bit. Um, but yeah, so so I agree with you 100. percent Let's go to that. The the you you mentioned the no cost clinics, particularly, and they're all run in North Minneapolis. Tell me more about those. Yeah, so about uh, two years ago. Um, a couple of good, 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 good friends who are doing amazing work in North Minneapolis. Um, um, Brett Buckner and another uh, gentleman, Mike Shelton, he runs Heritage Youth Sports Foundation. They do a lot with the kids in, in the community there through sport, um, but they didn't have soccer. Um, the game hasn't been, uh, I would say that the kids in the community have not had uh, been exposed to the game as much. Mm -hmm. And then there's some accessibility issues as well, because as you know, you probably know, and, and as all the listeners, I'm sure know, our game in this country can be uh, a bit uh, expensive mm -hmm. for families. Um, you know, you could be paying anywhere from two thousand to ten thousand dollars for a season. So that's going to exclude a lot of a lot of families and communities um, right away. So they reached out and said, hey, uh, we want to really get soccer and futsal going it was initially they said soccer and i said hey guys listen um you know I, this is something that i want to do you know um i want kids to be able to play but let's 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 play futsal because futsal is a game even from the origins of the game that uh you just get kids playing right away you don't need a whole bunch of space um there's plenty of gyms and indoor spaces here in in, in, in the twin cities even you know in north minneapolis as well and we had a lot of kids that were, you know, multi-sport kids who played football primarily and basketball. So it was an easy, easy transition to get the kids excited about a five-on-five -five game. That's mm. super fast. There's a lot of scoring. Um, I think, I think that, you know, when I played way back in the day, uh, they didn't even have the small pitches yet. So when I was about a young kid, I was still playing on the huge 11 v 11 field, and you, you just lose too many kids because they're not touching the ball as much. So just on the development side, you know, you get about 600 more touches in futsal than you do in a 90 minute soccer game. So futsal was a, a game that I said, hey, let's introduce the kids to this. Um, let's make it cost free. Let's bring in, um, 
coaches from the community. So we we, we brought in coaches um, some from pretty much from every community. Um, you know, we had some some coaches that are grassroots coaches primarily, and even some some of the travel coaches who are just good people and said, "Hey, you know, we like what you're doing. Let, let's uh, let, let's 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 do it." So, and and it's like I said, it's um, it's it, it grew gradually, and 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 um, it was growing to about maybe 20, 30 kids, and then the pandemic uh, the pandemic came, and that kind of set us back a bit. Mm. So what we did was we um, last August we had a huge event at North Commons Park in North Minneapolis on um, 18th and right off of Broadway mm-hmm. um, over there. And we invited some of our, our friends from the game, Minneapolis City. Um, they were gracious to to come over and help out. They Some of the players from the squad came. Um, my buddy, uh, Kyle Johnson and, and uh, Corinne F.A., he's doing amazing work in his community. Mm-hmm. He came here to Juice Sports. And uh, it was a great experience. Um, we, had the, we had a coach from... North High School soccer, for those who don't know, North High had not been playing soccer for, I think, over a decade over there. And they just brought their program back. So we reached out. We're trying to build those bridges to bring soccer slash and futsal Mm -hmm. um, through futsal back to back to the city. So we had a huge event. We had about 100 kids out there, kids and families um, from everywhere. It was a great event. So 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 the cost free clinics, like I said, they they are like the, the seed to to something that we're we're planning here this summer that I want to talk about, but the cost-free clinics it's just an amazing time. I mean, one success story. There's tons of success stories. Even when we're just connecting with the kids and they're 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 staying they're staying fit and they're 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 learning about the game. They're meeting new people. Uh, they're meeting new coaches, new relationships. And then you know we do some. We we primarily let them play. We do give them some some te- you know some basic um technical futsal specific things. You know receiving with the with the soul and, and, and how to, you know, ball manip- mastery, ball manipulation, those type of things. But primarily we just want them to have a good time. And, uh, they, they, the families have been, their response has been great. They, they're, they're so thankful that there's an option that, that won't cost them a ton. And, uh, we had one of our kids, uh, he came last year and, and, uh, nice little player, good little kid. He was just recently selected for the um, the Minnesota United YDP program, so it was like a big success story yeah. for us to have a kid who came from you know our cost free clinic in North Minneapolis and then go on to be you know recognized by that program. So that was pretty cool. That is great. T- tell me, it, you know, you were alluding to to other programs you're doing. I'm I'll, I'll just let you tell me all about them. These are great. So tell me what I, what I should be asking about. What, what are the other things that you, you guys are doing? Well, well, like I said before, um, we had the big event in the park, uh, North Commons Park. And, you know, my partner Kyle and I start to think, hey, you know, because his program, you know, he deals with refugee families and um, he's about access as well. And he deals with um, the Korean people and he, his program is running uh, in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. So, so we were like, hey, is it this type of environment is something that we would like to do every week if possible? So we put our heads together and we've been working on this now for months and months and months. And uh, things are coming to fruition now with tons of help. It's, a, it's totally a team effort. But what we're planning is it's called Soul of the City's Futsal Leagues, Community Grassroots Futsal League. And that will be the first of its kind in North Minneapolis that will be, will, will be taking place this summer in july through august so it's going to be awesome like i said it's a it's a comprehensive and collaborative outdoor futsal league 
It's going to be uniting kids um, across the Twin Cities from different communities and socioeconomic groups. And the big the big bang with this thing is it's cost free. Um, we've been working with some great sponsors and some great volunteers and some community uh, organizations, as well as um, some great discussions with some some bigger corporations who, who really love the idea. Um, the thing about our league is that it's not cost free, but what we are doing is asking or we're not asking this is this is what you must do we're having each uh each each kid um for six weeks is the league we're having each each player and the um and their or their club slash we call them partners but the clubs who are who are involved to do one hour of community service in in the north minneapolis area around the park and our community mm-hmm. our community um coalition that we're part of seeds to harvest they're gonna they're gonna be setting that up um to help us out with the community piece so it's gonna be a real festive environment we're gonna have vendors there we're gonna make sure that each kid has a lunch um and then we're gonna do our community service so the day will look like let's say you come down you have a match at let's say 10 o'clock you play your match for one hour you then eat for free and we're gonna cover that cost as well a nutritious meal because we we've also learned through our community work that there are a lot of kids and families who who aren't um who don't have access to a healthy meal mm-hmm. as much as we as they should and we we think every kid should have access to that so we like i said we've had a lot of you know partners from high v is one of the partners in our coalition um we plan to reach out to um to chick-fil-a mm-hmm. um we also have some vendors from each community um because one of the one of the things that we want to do is is uh you know, it's a grassroots, primarily it's a grassroots league, but we all also are inviting and we'll be having some of the major, the not major, but the bigger soccer clubs that, that people know about will be, will be uh, invited as well. Sure. So what we thought would be cool is to have, for instance, we may have a vendor one week from African-American community and, and uh, to support small business as well in those communities, women, uh, minority and women-owned businesses. And then we may have uh, a vendor, this is on the food side now, from the Korean um, community. And then we may have one from the Hispanic community. So it's kind of this big vibe. We just want to ha- make everything feel real good, make sure the kids are eating. And then after all that, they do their one hour of community service in the in the community. And that is how they pay instead mm-hmm. of paying with a monetary fee. So that's kind of how, how we're setting the league up. And, uh, you know, we're super excited about it. Um, and, and if anyone wants to learn more about it, we're still looking for donations we're still looking for um sponsorship and, and our website on that is playwithsoul.com and soul is sol yeah playwithsoul.com that's um the the <laughs> the logistics of what you're talking about sound extremely <laughs> daunting but it, they are <laughs> it's amazing i mean because you're trying to hit all these things you know earlier when we were talking about that idea of community outreach and making soccer more than it you know we look at what we want to do with these kids and and ways you can affect their lives and and once you start to to get to like lunches you know when there's no um uh, school lunches in the summers how many of these kids are getting nutritious meals and you're looking at all these things to try to get to these kids and uh, from whatever background and there's, there's so many aspects and it's amazing that you, you guys are, are trying to and able to 
get to a lot of those things, right? You're not going to cure cancer, but you are, no. but you are using soccer to try to get to the, some of these underlying uh, ways to, to be parts of these kids' lives. And that's, that's pretty amazing. Um, well said. Can, um, I was going to transition to something else, but I, I want to make sure I get to all of um, the aspects of TC Soul. Um, the, the, or let's make sure we get the website for the actual futsal, the TC Soul, the, the regular stuff. Um, let's get make sure we get that to everyone. That's tcsolfutsal.com. But are, yes. are there other aspects of the programs that you guys are doing that um, that you want to cover that you're telling me about? Like I, like I said, um, yeah, so tcsoulfutsal.com and also at tcsoulfutsal on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, right now, like I said, this year we didn't compete in the, any of the local leagues primarily due to the COVID-19, us being grassroots. We had a few challenges early on with um, we use like local gyms and things like that from schools and they, those were shut down. So what we did is we we, we kept our clinics going and um, I think we'll probably be doing some more cost-free clinics in the spring. And then our big bang is really going to be this league. Mm -hmm. And then and then in the winter, um, I, a lot of families have reached out who, who really want to get back to playing in the league. So that's something that definitely is on the table, but I always tell them, listen, it's up to whatever, you know, if the families want it, then we'll do it. So, you know, our biggest thing is just letting the kids play. That's one of our hashtags that we use quite a bit. So I would say for now, it's really just about getting kids to play. Uh, we don't have a big uh, agenda like, hey, we want to win this many league titles. And sure. because primarily, we're like I said, we're dealing with young kids. We want them to love the game because these are the kids that will go on to do things like my partners and I are doing for other kids when they mm -hmm. become adults. So so that that's what we're focused on. So um, you can you know, if you follow us on, on socials, even if you check out our website, you can pretty much see what we're about. But but this league is the thing that we're really focusing on and, and we're really excited because we've had so much support from you know uh dark cloud silver lining uh, i can name it so many um in the soccer community a lot of clubs um who have uh in coaches who who thinks this they think this is a great thing um you know we, we, we're really like you said we're not going to save the world but we're going to try our best mm -hmm. <laughs> with, yeah. with our efforts here um you know we we also have another piece you know we have metro transit pd they're very involved with us so we also want to build bridges in the community um for instance you know tensions can be high sometimes in, in certain communities due to to certain things so um if we have officer you know such and such meet you know young player here and they and they form a bond at, the, at at our league and then you know if there's an interaction in the community that that's a better interaction hey there's such and such there's officer so we're trying to do a lot with this but um it, it's really important to us and um like I said, this is our this is our big bang, and we want this to be sustainable. So we're going to be always looking for you know sponsorship and volunteers and people to donate time and, and things like that. So that's that's our that's our primary thing so when we're when we're talking about uh, TC Soul at the moment. Yeah. Um, if I can transition to to something else here, uh, you have a, a son who's with the Sporting Kansas City Academy. Um, what's been your perspective on MLS academies? Uh, um, I have a son. He's a U14 player. Um, he's been playing uh, for a long time now. I saw I had a, a, a memory in my phone the other day, and <clears throat> he was 
it was his first year playing uh, structured soccer, and he was four years old, so he's been playing for a while. Kind of dated me a bit. I was like, wow, time flies. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, he's currently down. Um, he he was formerly with the uh, Minnesota United um, Academy, and um, when that disbanded, um, our family we we felt that it was best for his 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 development as a young man and also as a player to keep that going. I know they had they had some decisions to make there in Minnesota, and. Um, you know, we just wanted to keep him playing and they did an amazing job uh, down here in KC of, you know, even with COVID and they followed all the protocols, just keeping the kids playing. They still played quite a bit of games, trained still six days a week. So uh, that was a good experience for him. Um, definitely, uh, we, we like we like the environment, um, definitely challenging, uh, but he's up for the challenge. In terms of MLS academies, I think uh, I think they're doing a good job. Um, like I said, I'm a kid who came up playing ODP, and mm -hmm. you know that was the that was our MLS academy back then when there was no MLS. Um, so I think I think each year, you know, that they, they put more money into it. Coaching education is better. I think now we're seeing of I don't know if I would call it an influx, but we're seeing a lot more kids, American kids, at younger ages um, finding success through the MLS academies, and then. You know, some are staying with the club and some are going to Europe and things like that. So, you know, you know, I often look at the young kids now and say that how cool is it that, you know, for instance, like my son and not just here in KC and, you know, Minnesota just signed, you know, Patrick Way. And, mm -hmm. you know, these are these are kids that, that my son knows and, you know, he looks up to these guys and to see that, you know, they just signed a kid here that was 16 years old, uh, kid named Ozzy, who who my son knew from the academy. So it's, it's big for kids to actually be in that professional training environment who have the aspirations of playing at that level and see that this is a real thing. Because when I was playing, you know, I love the Minnesota strikers it was my favorite team, but there was absolutely no pathway for me to get to the Minnesota <laughs> yeah, strikers. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I, I think they're doing a good job overall. I noticed you're a member of, uh, of a group called the black coaches soccer advocacy group. Um, tell me a, a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I'm newly a, a member. Um, I've been in it a couple months now, maybe two or three. Um, so United Soccer Coaches is uh, a lot of people have heard of it who are who are coaches for sure. It's um, you can get like coaching diplomas. They focus on coaching education. It's an organization. <clears throat> excuse me. And within that organization, there are several um, you know communities represented. So there's like a, a women's um group there's the uh hispanic group and we are the the black adv advocacy group so so the president nicole um who does an amazing job she she's a hard worker she was just uh one of the co-chairs at the convention they have the they have their big convention each january so so she she was uh one of the the, the co-hosts sorry one of the co-hosts for that um, she, she actually reached out to me, um, and, and said, listen, you know, we're, we're doing some new things, some exciting initiatives. We, we like you to be involved. I guess she was kind of following, uh, some TC soul stuff on social media. And she felt that it aligned with the, with the mission and the goals of the group. So, like I said, there's, um, there's, there's so much talent, talent in that group. Um, you know, there's some former, um, uh, U.S. women national team players, Kim Crab is in there. Um, there's there's a lot of D1 men's and, and uh, men's coaches that are in there. Uh, it's, it's a diverse group. So the networking is amazing. But also beyond that, um, they have some initiatives that I'm really excited about. Um, for instance, one of our members today is uh, hosting the um, United, I think it's United, um, 
what's the name of it? United Soccer Foundation, I believe. They're having a, a convention today, and he's presenting on the urban diploma. Hmm. And that's something that I'm that I'm very in, interested in because, as we know, when you're coaching kids from certain environments, there are things that you there are different challenges that you may have to, that you may come in contact with that 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 that, uh, that you need to be ready for. Like you mentioned earlier, there may be kids who the transportation challenges. There may be kids who didn't eat a meal, and 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 knowing these things and how you respond to these things will only make you a better coach slash teacher. And then you can impact the kids' lives more. So that's one initiative that I'm excited about. Also, um, just making coaching courses more accessible and um, for for people in terms of on the um, financially. And uh, so it's a really good group. I'm learning a lot. And um, going forward, I plan to be to be involved. And I'm I'm really looking to get more coaches involved from our area i'm the co i'm the co-chair of the uh midwest region but i'm definitely looking so if there are any coaches listening and you look at and it's it's really just a place to network to to discuss challenges and also to celebrate successes you know so it's uh it's a a very good group and i and i like the mission and what they're doing thus far yeah i want to close on this which is um what are people getting wrong about youth development or 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 maybe if i want to pose it less uh, negatively what do you think the, what do you think the opportunities are there what what would you like us to be folk us being this general world of people thinking about youth development what what should we be thinking about that's a great question i think we need to focus on as really the kids are doing a great job i think the grown-ups we need to first of all parent education i think we need to relax a bit and let the kids play um I've seen from developing, you know, my own kids. I have a daughter that plays as well. She, she's a rec player, but she still loves the game. We have to keep kids playing the game and loving the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, you know, it can be competitive. I don't mind things being competitive. Competition is a part of life. But, you know, when we're playing a U10 game and, and we have adults, you know, going crazy and, and yelling at the kids and, and, and it's just too much. And I've seen, you know, kids develop, they change so much from just from watching them from from U10 all the way to U14. I mean, right now, my son's team at U14, you know, all the kids are having like these challenging things with their bodies because they're growing so much. My, my kid grew an inch and an inch and a half in two weeks here. So I think we got to relax a bit, let the kids play. Um, you know, also, I'd like to see more collaboration. Um, you know, coaching is not absolute for me. So what I what I notice is then there's tons of coaches doing a great job overall. But mm-hmm. I think I think sometimes some of the the quote unquote so-called gatekeepers, they forget why we're in this. We're not in this as grown-ups too, you know, for for uh clout, so to speak, or mm-hmm. you know, if you're in it for that or for money, um I, I don't think that's gonna be good for development. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying you shouldn't make money doing something that you're good at, but but I think that you know, it can't be the driver. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to, you know, we're doing a great job, I think, in this country in terms of, you know, on the technical piece and, you know, kids understanding, you know, um, even some of the, as they get older, the tactical piece. But I think it's the adults who need to just make sure that we have our everything in line with w- what we're in it for. Because everyone, you know, I've noticed a lot of a lot of the grownups will want to take credit for this is my player and that's my player. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really a, a community effort. We need to collaborate more. And we need to understand that these aren't our players per se, unless they have a contract, then they're professional. They're not our players. We are teachers and we're developing kids together. I have players that play with me that are playing with someone else. Now, doesn't matter. 
because I know that hopefully I still made an impact and they made an impact on me. And and that's the thing we have to. This is a, this is a team effort when it comes to development. So that's my big my big uh, idea on that piece. Yeah. And then, of course, I could go on into specific, you know, things, but but I think that's the that's the big message that I would leave everyone with, in my perspective, from my lens. Yeah. Well, Mario Wimberly is the chief visionary officer of TC Soul Futsal. Mario, thank you so much for kind of telling me all about this stuff and sharing it with us. Um, again, people, go check out, go follow TC Soul Futsal on Twitter. I just realized during this interview I was not, and so now I have rectified that. But go to <laughs> come T- on, Wes. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm not on Twitter much. I don't know. <laughs> Tc Mario, thanks so much, and let's uh, let's meet in real life sometime and and talk more. Yes, thank you, Wes. Thanks so much. Hope to see you soon. <laughs>